This is the Business Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Langton. I'm here to talk all about things that help bring balance in your life, whether you're working in corporate or running your own business. To help you with that, don't forget to download my free workbook, Seven Steps from Overwhelmed to In Control. You can get the link for that in the show notes. And then through August, I'm bringing you interviews with some amazing people who share what helps them with various aspects of work, business and balance so you can perform better, be more productive without the stress or overwhelm. So I hope you enjoy the show. I am joined today by Nicoletta Mura, and she is a confidence and leadership coach. Nicoletta's got an extensive background in leadership and career development. She helps purpose-driven business owners and leaders and managers to develop their confidence and assertiveness, removing the limited beliefs that are impacting their performance and growth. After living abroad for almost 20 years between England and Ireland, she's moved back to Italy to enjoy La Dolce Vita, and she's (laughs) joining me here on the show today. Welcome. Uh, Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so delighted. (laughs) It's an absolute pleasure. I wish we could just have a little bit of that warmth from Italy. Um, I'll send some. (laughs) Do. (laughs) As I'm recording this uh, ahead of schedule, um, but it is pretty chilly today in the office. So, um, and I'm a sun worshipper, as most of my um, listeners will know. I'm an absolute sun worshipper. So, um, I love a bit of sunshine. I'm really quite jealous that you're um, out there. However, we will not digress too much to just talk about warmth and holiday. <laughs> so I um, I asked you to come on the show today so that we can share with my listeners um, about your journey and kind of defining your own success after all that kind of climbing the corporate ladder experience, which I talk about a lot as well. So do you want to just um, tell my listeners a little bit about how you got where you are today? Absolutely. And uh, so the thing is, uh, I wasn't born confident at all. Okay. That's something. And that's maybe why I became, uh, in the end, a confidence coach. But when I moved to UK, um, that was early 2000. I was really outside of my comfort zone and I wasn't speaking my native language clearly. Um, And I felt that I was very much afraid of making mistakes uh, and, you know, looking like a fool because when you speak a second language, sometimes uh, you don't come across uh, as your natural self. And uh, I still, you know, worked through my, um, my journey and my career. I was very ambitious since early on. And I found myself working for companies like Emirates Airline, uh, which I loved, and uh, um, then moved to Ireland and working for a big multinational uh, Fortune 500 company. But during all the journey, I felt that uh, the next step, the next natural step, step was always um, you know a new promotion a new um, bigger job bigger office anything like that because mm. uh, that seemed like the right thing to do everyone else was doing that yeah and uh, I re- right I really worked um, so hard to get the next promotion the more responsibilities and at a certain point I felt that I wasn't happy I was still working hard I, I loved some parts of my job. 
And then I really realized that if I could just take those parts, which was, you know, helping people fulfilling their dreams, their career goals, developing their assertiveness. So many women, especially in a corporate environment, sometimes felt out of place or they didn't know how to come across as confident leaders. And for myself as well, I felt when I became a manager, I lacked at times role models in that regard. I didn't have a lot of women managers. Um, The company I was working for, Blizzard Entertainment is a great company, but it's a gaming company. That means it's about computer games and uh, um, there are more men than women, honestly. So that's, uh, that's something that they're working on. It's great for diversity and inclusion, but the reality at the time when I was working there was that that was very much in development. So when I lacked role models myself, I had to go and find them. And even talking to women that I admired and really appreciated, they were fantastic. They didn't even realize how good they were. They took it for granted or they thought they were doing just okay. And from there, that's basically why I really realized that what I was doing was not very much aligned to how I wanted to live my life long term. Because you find yourself at the point, or that's where I found myself, where I had to decide if I was really happy with what I was doing. And I felt stressed out. I felt close to burnout very often. And uh, um, still I kept working. (laughs) And still I kept going because I felt like, what do I have to complain I have a great job, you know, I have great friends, my life is fantastic. And still there was a fire, you know, inside. And that's when I moved into opening my own coaching business and decided that the safety of the, you know, job and the security is great. But if it doesn't align anymore with who you are at that moment as we evolve, it's great actually to just move and do something else that you really want to do. And this is the thing, isn't it? That, um, you know, your story is something that I hear an awful lot as well in my coaching practice um, and things that I saw and even that I experienced in my corporate life that we kind of do all the things that we think we should do. Um, And that's a conversation that I have with lots of people. You know, if you change that should to could, it just makes a very different Um, amount of expectation on what it is that we're doing and we have this preconceived idea of what our route to success almost you know what it should look like and we're kind of following everybody else but it does bring about those stresses I I talk about you know stress and um, anxiety and, and the pressure of things an awful lot and if we're not really true to ourselves and we're, we're doing the things that we think we should do, then it is going to cause stressors. It is going to cause um, issues for us. So for, for you, was there kind of one big realization that you had or was it a gradual thing? I have to say, um, in a way, there were two main events. Okay. One was when uh, um, my mom passed. So my mom passed away and uh, I had to take an extended leave from work because I had to come back to Italy and, uh, you know, take care of things. But time away actually helps with clarity because I wasn't anymore immersed in the, you know, everyday office issues and so on. And while I was, of course, going through a tough situation and a tough moment emotionally and personally, I was still 
thinking about, I was in the process of applying for um, a better, you know, a management position within the same company. And uh, so I was in, in all this uh, uh, stormy period and I realized, I was like, why am I working so hard? What are my priorities? Because I realized that family was now getting the attention that probably needed or that I could have given them. So it started, it started uh, a seed of, uh, you know, a thought process. And then uh, it took me three years after, <laughs> honestly, to realize that uh, um, the direction of uh, the company and the things that I had to do, um, especially um, in, in the case of, uh, you know, disciplinaries and dealing with uh, um, all the tough conversations, which I can deal with, but they are not very enjoyable, you know, from uh, a personal point of view. And having to enforce specific decisions that are corporate, which makes sense from a business point of view, but I didn't agree on, yeah. um, that definitely was a turning point for me, you know, to say, okay, hold on a second. I love doing my job. I love, uh, you know, with my employees, with my direct reports, I had great relationships. And I wanted to keep that, but sometimes I couldn't fully nurture them because of, you know, just business direction. And I knew that if I had my own company, my values would be slightly different, you know, or would I would prioritize different things. And that definitely was a big point. I felt I wasn't aligned anymore. And it's called like the paradox of leadership, you know. Sometimes uh, you have your own uh, desire as, as a leader and your own uh, priorities and the company you work for has different priorities and different needs. And if you can align those, you can find a way, then it works fantastically. But if you can't, then it's a good moment for a leader to decide where do I want to go? Because then you're not aligned anymore and you can really lead properly in that setting and in that environment. And that's where I was literally. Yeah, and that's really interesting, isn't it? Because that's when um, people, it can affect their performance and it can affect their, you know, their ability to do, you know, to do well in their, in their jobs. Because often we have this expectation that we need to continue to move up and that we should do everything else. It's, it's a great way, in a way, you want to retain your talent, but you also need to realize that, uh, where the talent is best suited, you know, and sometimes uh, you need those people to stay in their current role because they are very good at that. Yeah. And, and I think it's not fully appreciated. And another risk as well, and it's connected to what you were saying, is that if you're not aligned anymore to, you know, the, the, the goals and direction of the company, um, then it's easy to get disengaged. It's easy to just, uh, you know, you go to work, but you're not really happy, but you don't want to move forward. And uh, I, I know that we know a lot of people like that. Sometimes yeah. we go out, uh, uh, you know, for drinks on the weekend with them. <laughs> and, uh, um, and it happens, it happens to everyone. It's just important to realize if it's just a moment, if it's just something, you know, that we can move on and find again, reignite whatever we liked in that role or if it's just the right time to find something else. And in general, even with the employees, I noticed that in big corporations especially, it's very common to expect that people want to move up, to really take it for granted that, of course, you want to move up. But I also met a lot of friends and you know colleagues that were very happy 
stay in the role that they had because it was comfortable for them and they were good at it. And that's perfectly fine as well. You know, and I actually appreciate because they were able to see early on what, in a way, success looked like for them. They were happy with what they had. Um, success doesn't mean necessarily, you know, climbing exactly all the ladders, but it took me a while to get there to understand that. Yeah. And then that is then something that you can help other people to be able to to. to get to grips with and to be able to understand as well too isn't it and is that something that you do when you are working with people as well as as recognizing it in yourself absolutely I think it's uh, um, the first step I have to say because as confidence and leadership so sometimes and you mentioned it you know uh, confidence is really tied closely to feeling like a leader feeling like you can lead people otherwise when you lack one it's very difficult to support the other but um, the main thing that I do when I work with my clients and become like really the first thing is building an anchor, building a baseline for their confidence. Because yeah. uh, when they come to me, they they feel that they really lack self-esteem, they lack confidence completely. Because sometimes, you know, we live in absolutes and we feel like if we are not doing well in one area, it feels like everything is not yeah. going well. And, and, and it's a natural reaction because mm-hmm. we live in the moment, which is great, but, you know, it has drawbacks. And uh, the first thing that I really do is uh, making sure that they're reconnected to something where they feel really confident. And it could be even a simple thing that they do very well. And uh, we use that uh, to build up uh, a benchmark, right? Like if you know that you feel really confident, how does it feel? And they might say, I feel competent, I feel uh, empowered, I feel uh, happy, you know, I feel relaxed. There can be a lot of different things, but so that they can recognize how confidence feels for them because it's different. I can use different words to describe confidence, right? Than you yeah. do. It's, it's all subjective. And uh, using that, then we start building up on uh, what makes them happy. What are they doing when they feel confident? And can they find it in other area, you know, they can replicate it. And another way as well to see what success really looks like, because success sometimes is seen as this peak and sometimes instead is those quiet moments of calm and feeling content with your life. So it's about really realizing which part of what they do really makes them feel like that. Because even in a job that we might not love, actually we can find parts where we feel happy or content at least. And if we could take more of that, do more of that, maybe there is a different role that is perfect or as business owners, and that's something that I'm sure you know as well. We wear so many different hats and sometimes, (laughs) right? Um, We wear all the hats and sometimes we um, struggle with specific areas of our task, our job, and we think that everything then is bad. While instead we're really pushing, doing something that is not good for us, it's not natural, it's not something that we are probably talented for. And and it's okay because we cannot be good at everything. And uh, at that point, uh, it's uh, healthy to, you know, use more of our strengths, uh, do more of the things that really uh, make us start the business to start with and uh, then decide, okay, can I delegate something? Can I find some help for the things that I'm not really you know, good at? Or 
it's okay. It means I need to learn more of that. But suddenly it doesn't mean that I'm incompetent. It just means that I'm a beginner in a specific area. And that kind of frames things in a very different way. So there are different methods, I think, to reconnect to what we want to do. And sometimes it's not this big aha moment. It's more about, okay, let's go through this work. And then I start really experiencing what I want. Because if we haven't thought before, it's very difficult to have this, I feel this big revelation suddenly, you know, even if we would like that. Absolutely. And it's interesting, isn't it, that, um, you know, we do that. I've been talking to my daughter about, you know, they have to do all of the different subjects at school. And I say to her, you know, when you go into the working world, you find your way, you weave through choosing a job that suits you or that you've got some sort of interest in, you know, and the things that you like. And you don't have to do all of the subjects and all of the things. And then, um, she's loving business studies and, and she said so I think I might set on my own business and I'm like no 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 <laughs> no you're not doing that straight away <laughs> I'm helping uh, I'm helping and my niece uh, with English you know she has her uh, kind of high school exam is the fifth year in Italy it's slightly different but and uh, uh, she wants to become a dentist her father is a dentist, you know? So I'm like, yeah, okay, what have you explored? What have you checked? But I think we need to go through those experiences. Um, like when I started uni, actually I changed course, I think three times, I'm, I'll be yeah. honest. And uh, um, I had so many different ideas of what I wanted to do. And the people around me, my parents uh, and so on, had very different ideas. So I tried to go with what they were saying because uh, I think at that age, I don't know, maybe just me, but I, I trust <laughs> I trust their judgment. And uh, I know it's different a bit now. But um, And then I realized that was what I wanted. And actually, I studied psychology, but years after when I was already yeah. working. And, you know, I did it online with the Open University. And, uh, and then I was happy. And because that was a topic that, you know, interested me. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. And I think it just takes a bit of trial and error. And a lot of people get a degree and then they do something completely different. The, the, the degree is really just showing that you can do the study. But, you know, just it's sort of speaking about my daughter, I said to her, you know, you need to find something that kind of suits you. When you go into your own business, you end up doing that little bit of everything and that's something that I talk about because although I work with a lot of uh, people that are, um, are corporate or you know business leaders, and they may have their own business, but it's usually big enough that they've got staff, then um, we we can start our business going. I'm really good at this. I really love doing this. You know, the coaching or the mentoring or the therapy stuff. And then you find that you have to do the marketing, the sales, the accounts, and you know yes. the website. I end up with, oh my god, I can't do this. I'm no good. I don't know what I'm doing. Is a is a phrase that comes up with me. And as soon as now, as soon as I hear it, I'm like, oh come on, Emma. And it knocks that confidence, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it, and it, I have to say, uh, I think it's a, an ongoing work when it comes to confidence. Oh, yeah. And, right? And you know that. And uh, we all have that uh, inner critic, you know, that mind monkeys, or yeah. however we want to call them um, inside us. And uh, um, it's important to get to know them, though, 
because, for instance, you recognize them right now immediately yeah. as like, oh, I can't do this or I'm not good at, or, you know, uh, it's never going to work. And I think the trick, uh, as usual, is to recognize that they talk by absolutes, right? They talk by, yeah. it's never going to be good enough, or there is not, a, I'm not good at this yet, or I can't do this yet. Yes. It's always about super negative, super, oh my God, end of the world type of thing. And, uh, um, but yeah, it's an ongoing thing and it's important to, re- to I think, have some answers for that situation like you did with yourself. You know, it's like, oh, come on, Emma. It's like, I know how to do this or I know it's okay. And it's the same for me. I think I have a lot more of the um, insecure one, you know, the little child inside my head, sometimes afraid to do things, especially for new things. And then it's like, oh my God, no, don't do it. Or um, this is too hard, something like that. Or this is too much. And then uh, I'm more like, uh, I, I became... I decided that I needed to parent myself in a way, you know, I'm the adult in this situation. And then I had all these little voices inside and I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, I got these or I'm going to try anyway, don't worry. And and that works. But when you are, I think, I don't know, it's different. When you are your own boss, I think we're very hard on ourselves Mm. as well. We're very hard. We expect so much. And then... uh, if actually you're managing people, either if you have, you know, it's a corporate environment or you have uh, staff, then I notice even with my clients that if they are not confident, they don't feel assertive, then they are not able to manage that stuff because they, yeah. you know, they're not able to assert themselves. They are not convincing when they set boundaries. And then it's kind of like, uh, it's a vicious circle because that affects even more the confidence. Then they feel that they're not good at what they're doing. And, uh, um, I have to say, when it comes to having staff, it's always about setting clear, you know, um, boundaries, but also making sure that they know the bigger vision. Because even with your clients, right, the fact that uh, they had uh, just a temporary contract and so on, they didn't create loyalty towards the company that, you know, there is no loyalty there because they know that they might not work there for long. So who can they be loyal to? Who can they establish a relationship with? And that's usually the manager and that's usually the person, you know, managing them. But to do so, you actually need to, one, show a bit more of yourself so that you can allow the trust to be established. And uh, then you need to feel confident enough to be able as well to open yourself to criticism, feedback, anything like that, because that opens a two-way street and people feel, you know, more um, connected anyway to their manager. And I noticed that for myself, when I was managing people, the first step in a new team with new team members was always to say, these are my goals. These are my personal goals for, you know, this team, for this quarter and so on. And then how explain how they can help me achieve them. And at that point, honestly, I'm open as well to listen to their goals because that makes sense. It's an exchange. They help me and I help them. And, uh, and I found that that worked very well. But it also meant that I had to open myself to feedback about even my goals. Say, oh, this is not going to work because all that. And I needed to feel strong enough in what I was doing that I was fine, you know, listening to all these other people's opinions without being kind of pushed one side or another. And that's an issue that I see a lot as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think and a lot of time people move up into leadership again, like we we're saying about people having business because they go, I'm really good at doing this. But then when you're in leadership, then you have to then learn, for example, how to manage the team, how to talk to them, how to share your vision, how to receive feedback. Um, you know, these are all topics that have come through on the podcast. Um, and setting boundaries is a massive one of mine. I, you know, I love talking to people about boundaries and, and, and how you to set You are the them. expert. <laughs> yeah. If you, now that you've done this learning, if you could send a message to yourself, to your younger self, for example, what do you think that would be? It would be to reconnect. Start, imagine, imagine what you really want. Imagine your life in 10 years time. How is it looking? You know, how does it look like? What are you doing? And uh, what are the important things? Because, uh, and, and actually I've done this exercise, by the way, for myself right. to reconnect to what I wanted. As in like, where am I living? What type of life do I have? But not the highlights, the everyday life. Because uh, if we focus on the highlights, we lose track. We all have these fantastic moments, you know, uh, public speaking or whatever else. But every day, what are we doing? And for me, um, I think that would have been so helpful back then because yeah. I, I would have realized maybe that I just needed to go back to the starting point. And that's what I've done, actually moving back to my uh, home country after yeah. 20 years abroad. And uh, this is where everything started. And back then, this life felt uh, too tight for me, okay? Maybe I wanted a bit more um, hectic pace and so on. But then I realized that what I wanted is actually the possibility to build my creativity, to help people, but at my own pace. And at the same time, you know, in an environment that suits me. So it's a more calm environment. I live in the countryside. I like that. But I always thought I was going to be a big city girl. You know, I had to go through that experience. So in a way, I think it will be visualize what you want. Try the things that you think you might like, but allow yourself the possibility to go back. You don't have to stick to something just because you started it. You don't have to go on for years when things are not working. Just you know, have the ability to review that and say, I can pivot, I can change, and it's fine. It's never too late, basically. I love that. Allow yourself the possibility to go back. And do you know, that rings so true with me because, well, I worked around the world. I worked abroad and then I came back and then I lived in Scotland. We talked before we recorded about the amount of rain you had in Ireland. Scotland comes in sideways all of that stuff. And then actually I came back to my home city where I grew up for a variety of reasons. But I think when you're talking about, you know, you can always go back. I think you bring back with you all of that experience, don't you? All of that knowledge. And so it's that going back is not necessarily about going backwards. You go back to your roots, if you like, but with you bring with you all your knowledge, all your experience. So it always looks a bit different and you're going to be different when yes. you go back to that place. But it's, but it's not about going backwards, is it? 
it, it's, it's moving forward, but it's more about uh, don't be afraid to change your mind. Yeah. Is that don't be afraid to decide that something is not for you or that, uh, um, because I find that there is a certain degree of stubbornness yeah. <laughs> in all of us. And sometimes it's more like, oh, I invested so much uh, into this. I don't want to, you know, give up. But for me, it was the corporate. I felt like I worked so hard, you know, to climb the ladder, to gain my reputation mm. in that environment, to feel appreciated. And then when I decided to open my business, it was a big decision because it's like, I'm leaving all these and I'm stepping into an area where I'm a beginner anyway. And uh, it could have been easy from one way to stay and to keep doing something. But actually, you know, it's, it's, life is so much better now because uh, I made a choice and I decided that that didn't suit me anymore. I believe yeah. in people having choices. I believe in people being able and controlling that they can change their life for the better and that they don't have to stay stuck, basically. They can unstuck themselves. But to do so, it's okay to admit that you try something. It's not a defeat. It's just a, le- a lesson. As you mentioned, you know, you go back, for instance, as I did, I go back home to Sardinia and uh, it's not because all I've done is bad. I've done great things. I'm happy with all my experiences. Yeah. But now I can take home with me all the things that I've learned, all the um, experiences and the people that I met, and then make something else where I came from. And of course, I'm a very different person. So I want people to pat themselves on the back if you know they try something even if it didn't work out because that's how also we build confidence we feel that confidence is so tied to competency and it's fine and it is you know we feel confident when we're really good at something yeah and uh, but to get good at something we need to try before and uh, and it's the same for a lot of other tasks interviewing um you know applying for a new job public speaking whatever it is we get better at it. And it's the same with life, honestly. We need sometimes to try different things and then, you know, we get that experience and we get better at something else. Absolutely. Do you want to just tell my listeners then, um, just as we're moving to the end, where they can, what your podcast is called and, um, and where we can find more about you? And I mean, obviously I will put links in the show notes, but just tell the listeners. Thank you, Emma. So I have a podcast called Poise to Shine. Weekly, I interview uh, female entrepreneurs. I, it's called Women Shaping the World as interview series, but you can really search on iTunes for Poise to Shine and have a look and let me know. And if you come from Emma podcast, please as well, let me know. <laughs> that would be great. And then I have uh, my website, poisedtoshine.com. And uh, finally, my um, Facebook group is a free community called The Confidence Tribe. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for the conversation. I will put all of the links in the show notes there. And it's been an absolute delight talking to you about that confidence and what success looks like. Thank you, Nicoletta. Uh, Thank you, Emma. It has been a pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for listening as well. That's great. And so to all my listeners, if you've enjoyed this, please do share the podcast or leave a comment or leave a review. And you can also hit the subscribe button so that you get this notification each and every week for all of the new episodes. And then I'll be back in your earbuds 
next week. Bye for now.